Hello and welcome to this episode of the Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Hi, welcome everyone and um, thank you for tuning in to the Coaching Podcast from the British Canoeing Awarding Body. Um, my name is Lee Pooley, I'm the Director of Coaching and Qualifications and I am joined today by John Best. So hi John. Hi, Lee. So great that you could spend some time, uh, you know, spend, spend some time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us today, um, all around uh, rafting and specifically to uh, the changes that have been made to the to the rafting flip drills, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. But I think what would be really good is if you could give the, the listeners a bit of a, a taster, a bit of a background about your your rafting uh, rafting experience. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so my name is John Best. Um, I'm a National Association trainer for rafting and uh, chair of the rafting technical group um, and owner of Rapid Horizons. Um, I'm a keen kayaker at heart, um, but I, I sat my raft guide training at the age of 16 um, and then uh, had my assessment at the age of 18. And I've been guiding rafts ever since. Um, so, and my guiding career has taken me to some amazing places and I've had uh, the opportunity to work and play on some on some world-class rivers. Um, I'm now settled back here in the UK and uh, run a paddle sports company uh, that, amongst other things, operate commercial rafting trips and um, run raft guide training courses and assessments under the BC award scheme. Great. Um, and John, out of interest, um, you know, most favourite river that you've rafted? Oh, it's a difficult one. It's like asking like your favourite band, isn't it? There's, there's quite a few. I think the the one that stands out for me, or the memories that stand out for me with my time on the Nile, um, on the on the White Nile rafting out there, that was that was pretty special. But there's been some. There's, I've had some great time in in over in Europe, um, in in on the in the Alps, French Alps, um, Austrian Alps, and also over in Canada as well um yeah it's it was it was a good time good and 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 just to clarify your your British canoeing rafting qualification has enabled you to travel all around the world and 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 lead rafting expeditions it has done yeah yeah most definitely and I think coming up through the scheme um got me to a standard where I was able to go abroad and the companies out there um before, regardless of your qualification, they always want to see you work um, mm-hmm. and get you on a raft. And um, and but the scheme that I'd I'd gone through got me to a point where they were, you know, I, I showed them a level of competence and skill that they were happy for me to be a part of their team and, and to crack on. And in many cases, you know, workers not just go in as raft guide but as, as trip leader straight away as well. So which is which is which is you know quite awkward actually going into a starting a company where there's you know, guides that have been working for years and years, and then going in at a, a level that's um, that's that, that, that's above them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that can be quite awkward. But that was that was the reality of it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like um, yeah, and and you say you're settled back here. Whereabouts? Whereabouts? So I'm in the Midlands, um, so not far from from Nottingham. Um, and uh, my company mainly operates over in on the River Derwent, which, believe it or not, you know, is is not the not the biggest rafting in the in the in the world. Um, float trips mainly, but we we run um, you know m- many other paddle sports on that particular river. And then our rafting go we go over to North Wales, uh, mainly the Dee. We run the Dee, 
I've been doing quite a bit up in the lakes at the moment and then for for training courses um you know again lakes scotland north wales um so oh, yeah all over the uk really brilliant okay well john yeah thanks for giving us a bit of a bit of background and uh, i'm sure a lot of the listeners are uh, quite jealous of your your experiences of traveling around the world and rafting for for a living um as you know this this um this podcast is is you know mainly uh, aimed at people that are um that are rafting um and there has been some recent changes that have taken place to the rescue sections um specific to flipping but before we actually get into the actual changes what is flipping flipping crazy um <laughs> yeah so flip so flipping basically is you know you're you're your raft's upright um you're going down a section of white water and then your raft goes upside down essentially mm-hmm. um it can be it can be quite exciting and quite good fun um or it could be quite dangerous or and and quite dangerous um and i think it's important to understand that as as a raft guide you know you have knowledge and experience of of moving water you know you through the training that you've been given, you've you've you felt what being on a flip raft is like, or being under underneath the raft when it's upside down. Um, but um, your, your your crew um, most definitely have not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and I think that's really important to remember as a guide. Um, it, you know, um, it can be something that can be that can be controlled. So, say for example, on a on a on a stadium or on a, on a grade two section of river, um, fairly low risk. Or it could be something that can be really quite chaotic and pose a high risk of injury to yourself and your crew. Mm. Um, and the, the changes to the flip drill part of the awards takes into consideration the, the different grades and what is the what what is deemed um, safe practice, you know, isn't or is safe practice. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to dig into that in a minute, John. And um, just you know, you know, do people do people do, do raft guides um, intentionally? Um, look to avoid flips or or at times do they do they intentionally flip it it should always be it's not always should always be unintentional really i mean flipping you know the idea of rafting is you're all you're in the raft and you're enjoying white water from the safety of of your raft um and and that's the that's the idea um you know it flipping does happen It, it you know it does happen um and and that's and that's it, it's quite it, it's important that we get this this bit right of the mm. of the, the training and the assessment part because it's it's something that can that can quite quickly become from you know rafting can be quite quickly changed from being quite controlled you know fun enjoyable session on whitewater to something that can quite quickly become out of control and escalate as well um, and you know think certain things need to be in place to to ensure that you know we gain control again um and again i go back to saying that you know the, the the difference here is that the majority of people that you're taking rafting you know don't have don't have experience of white water and regardless during the safety brief you know you're explaining about the feet up position explaining that rocks hurt when they hit you and all these sort of things you know um for someone that hasn't been in that situation before panic sets in you know um naturally people put their feet down to try and stand up or try and stop themselves moving downstream then they're not quite thinking straight and that can become quite dangerous for the for the for yourself and obviously the rest rest of the crew involved so you know um flipping does happen 
you know whether whether after a flip occurs you say to the guide was that intentional or not you know that's that only they will know really um but um but yeah you know the idea of rafting is it's a fun safe enjoyable experience with people in the raft ideally yeah and then just so just a bit of you know and what, and what would cause a flip you know what type of you know what type of water what type of environment would you say would be a you know sort of the standard you know this would which would create a, a raft to flip so um so a, a number of things really so the volume of water so um obviously the, the weight of that water and the speed of that water pushing on the on a on the side tube of a raft then you've got obviously the crew to consider as well so once that once the raft starts to to what we call high side um the the weight of the crew naturally fall to the um to the uh, downstream side of the of the tube which essentially then is the upstream side if that makes mm -hmm. sense um and that the weight of that crew then helps to pull that raft upside down so you know it's quite important that your crew are tuned into the commands that you as a guide cover during your brief um you can counteract a high side by calling them to lean on lean downstream um so you know that could be caused by um maybe a stopper or a, a peaking wave, a quite high peaking wave. It could also be a rock um, or some obstruction in the river that you're pushed up against. Mm -hmm. um, it can also occur from surfing as well. So, you know, many, many flips that you see on, on stadiums could happen because there's a raft that's gone in for a surf. Um, the angle's slightly gone off. And then obviously, you know, you're just subjecting the side of the raft to that, to that current. And, and that can also flip the raft. Okay, cool. Um, well, that, that's really, you know, a really good insight, you know, what is flipping and, and, and what would cause a flip. Um, and, you know, you know, you being the chair of the, the rafting tech group um, have, you know, re-looked at the, uh, re-looked at this part of the assessment on, in terms of flipping um, and focusing on grade two, the grade two raft guide. What are the changes and why have you made these changes? Okay, so so pr previously the flip drill was held on on flat water, and the raft guide was required to swim to the raft, pull themselves into the upright raft. Um, they would then flip the raft upside down. They would need to then get on top of the upturned raft, perform a, a fictitious head count, um, reflip the raft, and then get back into the to the upturned raft. And that was that was time, so it all had to be done in under two minutes. Um, and this was the, this was the same for all the grades, including stadium. Um, so the change you have made um, is now split down according to grade. So stadiums and grade two flip drills, um, they're still held on flat water. Um, instead of the guide swimming to the raft, the guide, the guide will start the drill already in, in the raft. Mm -hmm. um, so they're then required to, to follow the same procedure as before. Um, but starting in the raft, so essentially we've reduced the amount of times the guide is required to pull themselves into the raft by one. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also made adjustments to allow aids if required um, to help people to get back into the into the raft. But these obviously must follow the, the, the clean line principle. Um, so they're, they're the changes that, that from 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 grades, uh, you know, on, on the stadiums and, and grade two is that big one really is the is the you know reducing the amount of time during the this flip drill assessment that the guy that you know the amount of um attempts the guide has to get into the boat yeah or turns okay. the guides have to get into the boat yeah yeah and and still with a two minute time 
still okay. still still with the two minutes that times in there yeah 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 and that and that's important really because you know it is a it is a quite a time critical thing um you know when we, when we, as we move up the grades you know that that's that's even more so yeah okay well that, that leads us on really you know nicely to this you know grade three and above you know and the technical group has agreed that flipping in this environment poses more risk i think what would be useful is 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 if you could explain this in more detail is that you know um you know what are those what are those risks and you know and if a flip line is deemed not suitable for that environment what other methods would you be recommending that a raft guide could use yeah sure so i mean the the um obviously as we go up the grades um the risk of injury becomes becomes greater so grade three grade four you know faster moving water obstacles like rocks um potentially trees um uh there's 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 things that we obviously if you're in the water that you don't you don't want to be hitting or getting trapped trapped on so you know grade three grade four and above definitely being in the raft is is pretty paramount really um so so if the raft then if the raft does flip in a situation on you know like on grade three and grade grade four um then we are having to to like i said earlier control the situation and and um if any uh, and um get get things sorted <laughs> one of many words so if you if you could imagine the raft flips upside down okay um even though you have briefed the say swimming position say you have a crew of six you know the likelihood is you know maybe half remember the safe swimming position or in a, the, the right mind frame to actually adopt that position some people have managed to hold on to the perimeter line some people have probably let go some people have held on to the paddles some people haven't so you've gone from this situation where the raft is contained everyone's in the raft everyone's holding on to their paddles we're all seated in the positions we should be and suddenly this raft flips upside down and then it's kind of total chaos really um from the raft guide actually being in the water there's not a great deal we can do okay because it's also remember it's, it's it's noisy it's loud people are going underwater at this point you know they're popping back up and they can't really see what's going on there's water in their ears so hopefully this is painting quite you know a, a picture of what it's like to swim down grade three or grade four mm. um you know if it's a pool drop style river and you flipped and then you know you rode out that rapid and it ended up in a pool at the bottom then then happy days you know that's that's your kind of best case scenario on a flip of that grade but you know grade three grade four isn't always pool drop so we, we have to consider the fact that you know th this the, the the rapid is continuous um and that's difficult that's difficult to, to manage so for, for you as a guide to gain control of this situation um and for your own safety personal safety it's important that you need to get out of the water as quickly as possible and i don't mean swim to the bank and, and get out um you know you need to be with your with you with your raft um so getting on top of your raft if any is as much as a as a self-rescue skill as it would be for as a, a white water roll is for a kayaker mm -hmm. um you know you don't want to be flipping upside down and staying upside down as you're traveling down grade grade three grade four so getting on top of that upturn raft is 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 really important from there then you can start to communicate with your crew um whether that be reiterate the safe swimming position it could be um that there's an eddy that some people are, are are near that you could you could say to swim to to that eddy it could be that you're um 
you're um, saying keep hold of the raft um, for then you to then either reflip the raft and then gain control and get people back in um, or maybe make an eddy with the raft upside down but rafts move trying to paddle a raft upside down is 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 quite difficult mm. um, so it's important in terms of the flip drill on grade three and grade four um, that you can perform a, a self-rescue by get on getting on top of your flip raft in as, in as little time as possible really to avoid injury to yourself if you get injured then you're no then you're going no no good to your crew um, and and this this requires you to get on top of the boat quite quickly um, the, and and it is challenging you know on 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 heavy grade white water when you're getting pulled around and pushed around it is quite it is quite challenging and obviously we can't simulate that during a during a during a, an assessment for the flip drill as that would be quite dangerous to put people in that situation so what we have done with the difference on grade three and grade um, going from grade three and above flip drill is um, that we are uh, moving towards um, slow moving water so instead of flat water it's on slow moving water the circulating eddy or an eddy line mm -hmm. think of that context um, so it's not flat water it is slightly moving so you have got some current to contend with but again the raft guide starts in the raft um, so in the raft flip the raft upside down and the same and then it's the same procedure as it would be for stadium and um, and grade two guide mm -hmm. aids are allowed um, again, following the clean line principle, but the difference here is that we we're not allowing the use of a flip line to be able to climb up to get back on top of the raft. Um, and the same for when the raft is the right way back up again. So a flip line is used to obviously reflip the raft. Um, so you're obviously standing up on top of the raft um, to flip the raft upside down. You're, you're using your body weight as leverage, um, but we're not allowing the guide to then use that to climb back on top of the boat um, the, the reason being um, and this is the change with the use of a flip line or not on the on the change of the grades between stadium and grade two and then grade three and above is that um, there's a there's two things one is one is time it's the amount of time it would take to set up the flip line as an aid to get on top of the boat is quite lengthy to involve clipping the flip line on, um, throwing the flip line to the opposite side of the raft, then you going round to that opposite side, grabbing that line and pulling yourself on. So if you can imagine going down grade three or four, trying to trying to do that can, could be can be quite a stressful situation and also you know sometimes unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have to consider is is it actually possible to be able to do that? Because the sec there could be that other, the opposite side of the raft could be inaccessible. Um, the raft could be pushed up against um, an object like a, a wall or rocks, which is quite common in a gorge, a gorge style rapids. So actually be able to get around to the other side of the raft to climb up your flip line is, isn't, isn't possible. Um, so we really need to, you know, we need to see that the, the guide is able to get back on, on top of their boat um, without that that aid. Yeah, and, and you know, John, just a bit. You talked about um, other methods, so the flip lines not used, and you explained that really clearly. Hmm. Um, but you also said that there's there could be other methods that, that the raft guide could use. And what what would you 
what are these? Sure, yeah. So, so to get back on top of a, a, a flip raft, you know, the guide is is looking for something to grab hold of. Mm. Um, you know, the um, tube, raft tube, the, the diameter of raft tubes is, is fairly fairly large. You know, some larger than others. Mm. So, um, there's there's two there's two areas of raft that the guide can climb back from. It's either from the side or from the bow or the stern. And due to the juice, the rafts, the rocker of rafts, usually the bow or stern sits lower in the water. So potentially getting your arms over the tubes on the bow and stern may be easier than choosing the side of the raft. Mm. But we're looking to, 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 to grab hold of something. Now, historically, you know, drainage holes have been those those go to places to grab. Um, you know, all, all whitewater rafts are self bailing, which means they have the drainage holes. Water comes in, it drains out through those holes. So historically, you know, you're pulling, you're putting your arms over the tubes, grabbing these drainage holes, and then pulling yourself on top of the raft using using those drainage holes as vantage points. Mm -hmm. But there is downsides to that. You know, some drainage holes are smaller than others. Um, some are quite uncomfortable to put your fingers in, um, and and also, it's, you know, some some really small ones, you know, can actually cause, a, you know, maybe an entrapment for your fingers as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's all these things to consider. Something that we're that we're looking at as a in a reasonable adjustment as an aid for that would to 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 attach something like um, a grab tab to those drainage holes, something that sits flush to the to the raft, um, that maybe spans you know one or two holes. That then it's easier to grab hold of those tabs, and then pull yourself on top of the raft using those using those tabs, yeah. um, and that's obviously something that would need to be set up. You know, by the raft guide with that raft prior to to the assessment, um, you know, or 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 running a um, a a session or trip in in that in the particular boat that they're in. Yeah. Um, but that is, you know, we're we're looking at that as a as a as an as a as a as a good uh, aid um, for people that do that do struggle to get on top of rafts. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really that's that's really useful, John. And I think you know, you know it's really clear why you've you know why those changes have been made, uh, and you know all seems very sensible to me. And and, and it is you know offering alternatives is much more in line with our you know we want we want the raft guide qualifications to be accessible for 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 a lot of people. So um, enabling and them to use different methods is really important. So thank you for that. Um, Got one more question for you, sure. John. Before uh, before we sign off, is what well, why you know um, people listening um, maybe keen to to do rafting? Why do a British canoe in awarding body rafting qualification? Um, because they're the best. <laughs> okay, that, that's good. But no, they, they, I, I mean, agree with you. But could you? Yeah, could you, sure. <laughs> elaborate a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, historically the the raft guiding you know, um, scheme was born in, in the UK, was born from guides, traveler, UK guides, traveling overseas, working on rivers of all grades with other international raft guides and, and companies, um, gaining heaps of experience, coming back to the UK, and then writing a set of awards, not just suited to UK rafting, but also, you know, for guides that were looking to go overseas. So it, it you know, it covered everything that rafting is, um you go on a, a, a you know a, a, a guide training um program um 
it would it would cover everything from proper inflation of a raft through to safety briefs through to flips um through to technical guiding skills through to safety the the entire works mm-hmm. um and 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 the and because of that the uk has bred some very good raft guides you know most definitely and uk guides are well respected um overseas um and holding a british canoeing qualification just then backs that up as well you know regardless of where you where you go if you you know abroad with, with rafting companies you waive a ticket you know every company will go okay great you've got a ticket let's see your guide mm-hmm. um and um but the, the the beauty of the bc awards is these 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 qualifications are recognized abroad mm-hmm. they are recognized abroad which is brilliant um and that's not to mention just the strong governance you know that bc guides go through um the standardization and the higher quality um also british canoeing offer um and third public liability insurance so if you're a british canoe member and you, you hold one of the, one of these awards then you know that's that's brilliant it's just peace of mind for you as a guide going to working for different for, for companies you know if you're freelance and you're you're working for multiple companies knowing that you can travel between these companies you know or abroad as well and you, you hold this this the public liability insurance that british canoe and offer you know that's that's peace of mind that's great it's brilliant um there's loads of support from BC and there's loads of resources as well. Um, and as you can see, it's also progressive. So, you know, we've, we've identified a potential um, stumbling block for, for aspirant guides and um, the group have got together. We've spoken about it, we've made adjustments and, and hopefully, you know, those adjustments um, will, will be um, met gratefully <laughs> by, yeah. by the, the, the community of aspirant guides and um and we hope to get to get to get more through yeah i think that's yeah a really nice summary uh really nice summary john and um you know that progressive nature and the agility to actually look at it and to be able to make changes that's appropriate but um doesn't undermine the qualification and still held a, a high regard is really important and credible qualifications that that we, that we have so um John, really appreciate your time today. Uh, I know you're very busy with young family and a, and a business. And um, yeah, really, really appreciate your time today. And um, no thanks very much. No, it's Take been care. brilliant. Cheers, Lee. Take All care. Right. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye for now.